halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, this is Camilo Fantasia. Hi, this is Jenny Tare. Hi, this is Kim Gaynor, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. Everybody's looking pretty good for the new middle age, right? Kim's in her shimmery dress. I've just had a haircut. And Morty's here with his big glasses so he can see what he's doing. That's right. It's to hide my, 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 the dark bags under my eyes. Um, oh, I feel like this week is what? I was going to say... This is the second day in a row where I've woken up at 4 a.m. and not been able to get back to sleep. So I'm going to bring my energy might wane. I'm going to bring a sleepy energy today. It might be soothing, kind of ASMR for our listeners. Is that that a fancy way to tell us you're going to be boring? (laughs) I'm going to be low energy. Deal with it. I'm going to be low energy, but high entertainment. Do you guys remember when people, did you ever have this happen to you? People would tell you <laughs> you looked tired. Oh, oh yeah, all the time. Oh, that is I'm, one of the most passive aggressive like ways to tell you that like you don't look very good. How about just growing up in a family where you put on some weight was a perfectly acceptable thing to say, you know, yeah. like ruining your day and making you cry be damned they're going to let you know if it's more than four or five ounces yeah there's always that aunt that's like oh you're looking chubby and it's like i'm going to go cry now yeah that's most of the world i think you think so yeah in in europe latin america as far as i know in asia i bet yeah in asia because they tell you yeah you know at least oh, in Korea, I, have, I know I for a fact, it's so common to shame people for weight gain in most of the world. It's only in the U.S. and Canada, I think, that it's... But it's not American. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend who did a study abroad in Thailand one year, and she was at dinner, and they were passing around a pork dish, and um, she was like, no, I don't, I don't eat pork. And they were like... You, you you know they tried to give it to her again she was like no no sorry don't eat pork and she they were like but you you are so fat like a pig <laughs> but look here's the truth um like eats like yeah yeah how but you look like the pig itself i mean the truth is people are probably there are some cultures that are very blunt they're just blunt cultures they're frank um i don't think it's rude or malicious it's just that's it's just cultural communication and they're much more they're just much more blunt about things mm-hmm. um and that is most of the world whereas we have like a bless your heart oh well bless your heart community you know kind of way of like people will shiv you in the back but outwardly it's true i know that it and i just speaking as my growing up black you know i noticed a huge difference between what was acceptable to say to a person, you know, and, you know, polite conversation 
a part of it is being amongst your family, but also just, you know, there's a different sort of level of comfort with making other people uncomfortable, I guess. Yes. So. And family, I think, can be particularly cruel. Yes. In the way it communicates, inter, interfamilial communication can be particularly mean. I remember one day, um, I think I was home um, for the holidays or something. My mom and I were shopping and like, this is like one of the last times I can remember sharing a dressing room with her and we're like (laughs) trying on clothes and like, I'm like bending over and she, she was just like looking and she's like, you know, we would never be Queens in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at, my like less than plump ass that I um, inherited from her. And I thought that was so mean. <laughs> right? you like, I love you too, mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just mourning the loss of my like imaginary queendom, you know? I think you like, could be a queen. I disagree. You yeah. think so? I've been working. I've been working on that. Apparently that's, that is the prerequisite for being an African queen is having like a big old. So not, not royal blood, not, you know, no, no, no. Tour and poise and elegance. No, none of that. It's a a fat ass. (laughs) Well, there's always, there's definitely a lot of butt implants going on. Like there's definitely in, I mean, in celebrity, like, like Madonna, I think might have gotten that booty pumped. I thought you were talking about in Bennington, Vermont. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, guys, the Walmart. The Walmart is a parade of fake asses. <laughs> I go every Saturday to judge them. And no, that's a seven. Oh. No, I'm talking about people who can afford fillers in their butt, which is not the people in Bennington and Vermont. Oh. Um, I feel like it's been a tough, the Afghanistan stuff. I know I've been texting it all day. It's been rough. It's been a rough week. Yeah. I would imagine for people who've like served there, it's probably really rough, but it's just embarrassing. Well, there was a, there was a, a Republican congressman who said, uh, I don't know if you read this, but he was talking about his constituents. He has lots of veterans. Not one of them have called, right? Not one of them have called him. Yep. I know. So just I, people are done. People are done with people, it. There's clamoring. 100%. Yeah. But the just, media is pushing the story because at least it's a story that they think can generate ratings. Yeah. To me, that's been the most infuriating thing. I've had serious Bush era PTSD. It reminds me of the run up to Iraq. Like it's got that same vibe, that same energy. Like the and national it's from all sides. State. It's the Democrat. I mean, it's, the, it's CNN, it's Fox, it's MSNBC, yeah. it's it's all of those. But it's, you know it's, what? It's it's, it's this journal. week. It's this Sorry. week's hot topic until the next thing comes along, right? Yes, the Eye of Mordor will rove around and find another Hobbit. But this is, but it, it's to me, it's really disturbing. It's like seriously manufacturing consent. Because the American public, for the most part, is tired, fatigued over it. And the, I feel like the, the media establishment is not. And they want to generate and churn outrage. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, maybe. But I mean, there there is a discussion to be had, no, about like how we're doing it. Could we do it better? Like what's what's I know that 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the right thing. We're just we were just prolonging failure in Afghanistan and kicking the can down the road. And like, this is a very tough decision that that other presidents uh, wouldn't make. Well, Trump did, but he still sort of kicked it down the road to uh, Biden. But I mean, but it's hard to I mean, those pictures coming out of Afghanistan are harrowing. There are people yeah. falling off of planes trying to Horrific. get out. I mean, it's it's in, it's insanity. And I mean, what is our responsibility? I mean, no one wants their sons or daughters dying. And I didn't fuck war. But also we also kind of did that. Oh, it's horrific. Yeah. No. So speaking mean- to that, that we did that, I want to personally address f- former President George W. Bush, who probably listens to this while he's making those mediocre paintings. <laughs> he's got a lot of nerve to come out of his studio, put down his palette, and criticize Biden for this fake war that he actually started. Yeah, he needs to go it's, back to finger painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's He's better such... than that than he was at being a president, that's for sure. Uh, that's true, yes. mildly. I mean, get this, though. I just read something. One thing, the Taliban had taken over 50% of Afghanistan in April 2020. So over a year ago, they had already basically reestablished themselves as the authority. Okay, this was like not, this has been incremental. They knew there was like, Virtually no way an Afghan army and government was going to last. The guy who just fled the country, the president that we propped up, took yeah. $169 million with him. Allegedly. In garbage bags. Allegedly. <laughs> okay, allegedly. He didn't actually, from everything I've read, he didn't believe that Biden was going to go through with it. The other thing is, I read another detail. The contracting for food over the past 20 years... Per soldier, they said it was $1 million to basically bring in Burger King per soldier. There was so much graft and waste in this war. Like, that's another thing I think that's going to start coming out. The utter, like, amount of domestic and foreign corruption that was allowed to continue. I mean, I, I do think that there is a lot to be angry about. Those images are horrific. But let's be honest, if suffering is the metric, we should be everywhere. We should be in, if girls and women are the issue, then we need to invade Saudi Arabia, like tomorrow. I, 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 I don't want to sound cruel, but I just don't think that promoting democracy when our own democracy is in such a terrible shape right now, it just doesn't make any sense. Also, Afghanistan is like 20 warring tribes. Some of the people that we propped up were warlords who were apparently raping young boys. I mean, there is really unseemly stuff coming out. So anyway, that's thanks for coming for my my, TED, my Afghanistan TED Talk. This could take over our podcast. I, well, I, I mean, it's sort of the, the, the takeaway is like, yeah, I mean, Afghanistan, ooh, just, just a tad bit heavy. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> trying to keep it light. Happy hump day. Can I, can I do... <laughs> Can I do my uh, real real quick, like, catch-up correction slash comments corner? Yes. All right. So last last week, uh, Kim asked me a couple questions, and then I, we never got to them because we were trying to stay on our schedule, baby, which you we did. You kept it light and fluffy. 
Yeah, we kept. I thought it was late and uh, tight and fresh, tight and fresh. Is I think what it was. <laughs> if we keep it light, if we really keep it light and fluffy, then we are fluffers. Is that what you want to be? You want to be a fluffer? As long as it's tight. in the world of porn. Yeah. I want to be a tight fluffer. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, so uh, the first thing I want to tell you guys is the name of that uh, Republican congressman who uh, voted against. LGBTQ legislation during the George W. Bush administration. His name was, uh, and, and maybe part of Obama's, his name was Aaron Schock. He's the one who Shock decorated Yeah, He's the one who decorated his office in Downton Abbey themes. And so recently he was, he was spotted at um, Coachella, apparently hanging out shirtless. This guy's in very good shape. And, you know, he was taking all these selfies with other attractive gay men and of course, everybody was posting this online and people were commenting, isn't that the like the noted anti-LGBTQ Republican Congress, former Republican congressman from, I don't know, Illinois, somewhere, Indiana. And so then these other people who took selfies with him had to come out and apologize. We had no idea, which in their defense, yeah, if you're 25 and you're not going to recognize this congressman from 10 years ago, right? So, but they had to come out. Was and, uh, and Lindsey Graham photo bombing in the background? That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be amazing. So I'm going to post pictures of this on Facebook. Um, Kim, Orange Theory is basically a cycling gym that like everybody just buys all their, you know, merch. They're really good at peddling their merch and getting people to advocate for them on the street. So it's pretty impressive. But it's it's basically a spin class with highly energy and, and they do little weight things and exercises and circuit. But everybody I know who's in it just talks about it nonstop, like uh, CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's that kind Cold of thing. So those are my two real quick catch ups I wanted to uh, to clarify. Oh, no, I have one more. All right. So if that's OK, mm -hmm. and I'll keep my segment short to make up for this, but. I told you guys last week that there was a like a cool Gen Z bathroom sign kind of thing at a park, but it, it wasn't for the bathroom. So correction corner <laughs> on the <laughs> left. This is from our whole episode hinged on it being the toilet. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but you're, you're going to like this. Okay. So on the left, I thought says, this toilet slops was really good. But it okay. is really, really good, <laughs> okay. uh, but it, it's actually slays, but, uh, so on the left, it says, text us. Please don't hesitate to text us at blank. If you see anything that needs our attention, we want to make this campground as relaxing and comfortable as possible for our guests. Thank you. On the right, it says, text us, translated for teenagers. Sup, HMU, you know, hit me up at blank. If you see anything that is sus or cringe like IDK, I don't know. No. A toilet that got wrecked or something. <laughs> TBH, we high key trying to glow up this campground. Can't stop, won't stop until this place straight up slays. Need your help, fam. TY. Oh my God, cringe, cringe, cringe. Please don't tell me that's real. <laughs> it's real. Okay. I, I will post a picture on our Facebook page as well. Wow. Um, maybe William F. Buckley's right. It's the end of like Western civilization. <laughs> That is really <laughs> fucked up. That's really this funny. toilet is wrecked. <laughs> so it is toilet. See? Um, and it's totally sus. That's <laughs> sus. Sus. I don't know what any... Okay, can somebody tell me what based means? 
like I see on Twitter, all these people are saying it's day three of based Biden. Do you guys know what that means? No, and I just went through a whole lingo of Gen Z, and I don't know that one. Okay, I don't know what that is. Um, Can our intern please Google that? Like based like a turkey? Spelled that way? Oh, my God. Based is a slang term that originally meant to be addicted to crack cocaine or acting like you were, but was reclaimed by rapper Lil B for being yourself and not caring what others think of you (laughs) to carry yourself with swagger. Based has been appropriated by the alt-right online as a general <gasps> term of praise, as if unwoke. You guys, what a uh, chronology. Okay, because a lot of there's like this whole group of people ca- saying based Biden. What what does it mean, though? So, so Biden has carry yourself with swagger. swagger. Oh, because I thought I, 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 I was hearing crack cocaine and then I or free free basing and then I was confused. Like maybe it means you're high or. Swagger. Yeah. Swagger. Okay. So it doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean like slather Biden in his own juices as he's rotating in the rotisserie of it. (laughs) Right. Like brined Biden. I like that better. (laughs) Day three of brined Biden. (laughs) This is like Um, sourdough starter Biden. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's that's going to be our terminology. Sketchy. I have to say, would, sourdough yeah. applies much more to Trump. That's true. Yeah, sourdough starter. It would be really funny to do like um, <laughs> for us to create our own lexicon, and it's like brined, you know, brined Biden and sourdough. Like I had a sourdough day today. And- Jen, stop trying to make brined happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> Brian is going to happen. I'm trying to think of other like middle-aged terms. I think of Regina George so much, by the way. It's weird. It's so bizarre. Me too. Um, mean Girls? It, yes. I've, I've thought about the part where the girl comes up and they're like, oh, what a cute skirt. And she's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's vintage. And then Regina's like, that's the ugliest skirt I've ever seen in my life. She's so fucking vicious and it's amazing. <laughs> but she says it with like a smile. It's fantastic. In the end, we're always in high school. Mm, we yes. never really, we never really leave it. Well, True. I guess we should go on to our. Yeah, what we were talking about, the lingo we were talking about dovetails really well into my feature. Okay, so this is what. The... Yeah, give me some whoops, whoops. I'm raising the roof. Raise the roof. Oh my God. Can, Cringe. Can you that imagine? Already? What would, wait, what is the middle aged version of that? Re, get the roof refurbished. <laughs> Patch that leak. The roof was falling. Patch that you leak on the roof and below. What, Kim? <laughs> What'd you say? You Kim? know a good contractor. <laughs> Hello, friends on nextdoor.com. Could you recommend a good contractor so I can raise that roof? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, a brown man was ringing my ring doorbell today. Warning, everyone. Do they really do that, right? Oh, no, you're in in Florida. In Florida, that's what Adjacent to raising the roof is the Amish edition. God. Yeah, it was very bad in Florida, as I, I think I've mentioned before. Here, it's much more um, tiptoeing around anything slightly controversial like that. 
I, I should do a feature on next door one of these days. It just it's a source of endless fascination for me. Oh, there's definitely a movie about somebody who becomes obsessed with next door and has it like dr- drives them completely, makes them completely paranoid beyond mm. to, to the point of tragedy. Those people exist. They're currently well, stop giving away all the screen. screenplay I ideas. You're right. Censor, okay. censor, censor. Beep, beep, beep. All right, cut it out, and we'll we'll all blurring collaborate. the nip, blurring of the nipples and the private parts, all of it. No, sorry. <laughs> um, Changing the voice to that. This is my voice because I'm an anonymous informant, kind of thing. I love the those Dateline things. NBC, mm-hmm. like to catch a predator. Yeah. Anonymous video. Okay, so back to kids. Yeah. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, as if. Kids are first. They're the future. Well, the future is later. The kids. The future is last. Yeah, but in this case, the kids are first, even though they're the future. It's confusing. Yeah, it is. It's all a cycle. It's all a circle. Okay. The human centipede. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> the hum- How about the human Ouroboros? It's a little more classy. It is very classy. I don't even know what it means. That's the snake that's eating its own tail. Ah. Oh. Um, a symbol in, thought- many, in many civilizations. I All right. I was a tea. I did too. <laughs> it's really delicious. Rubo's tea. Who's yeah, it sounds like something FIFA would drink. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love my rebase. It's so All good. right. Okay. Something else to put on our social media the Ouroboros snake. Mm, NT. Okay. Have you ladies been using the, uh, the standard smiley face lately in any of your communications? Yeah, probably. Yes, but I'm keenly aware. Okay, so Kim um, is Kim is already um, on, on board with this. What's going on? But yeah, tell you, us. You need to. Brian, you need to, Brian, you need to stop this. To know. Who, Brian who, Jen needs to find out. What <laughs> Brian to Jen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the seemingly inoffensive normal smiley face is a symbol of the commercial excess of the '80s, as it's found, you know, on all the T-shirts and. And it's a fake happiness and positivity that is just repulsive to Generation Z. So for many teens and 20-somethings, this is from this is from the, uh, I don't know if it's failing, uh, Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Backed up by billionaire Murdoch money. So yeah, probably not fail. failing. Probably not. Big to fail. Yeah, so the, the up-and-coming Wall Street Journal, let's say. So for... <laughs> For many teens and 20-somethings, a smiley face popping up in a text or email is seen as a patronizing or passive-aggressive. Hafiza Bashi, 21, started an internship at a Brooklyn digital media firm and was taken aback when coworkers greeted her with a bright, smiley face. For Ms. Bashi, the welcome didn't seem warm but dismissive. She sees the image as conveying a kind of side-eye smile, not a genuine one. And here comes... The kicker. Quote, I had to remember they're older because I use it sarcastically, Ms. Bishi said of her new coworkers. There's so many emojis, and Gen Z can never take things in a simple manner. Wow. Fascinating. Wow. Okay. So she had to remember that they're older. 
Um, the Guardian has also called for action against the smiley emoji, dubbing that the emoji is, quote, a weapon of sheer blunt force trauma and that it can be perceived as hateful to some extent. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Somebody from Afghanistan would like a word. <laughs> <laughs> so you are innocently like a, uh, a, a high school coach that was mentioned in this article was apparently trying to, you know, be sociable with her uh, cheerleading team. And they had to do an intervention to basically tell her that she needed to stop using the smiley face. Then why do they freaking make it? Well, again, they identify it with this like 80 symbol of excess and it's just like sarcastic. And you know what? I started looking at it and I'm like, you know what? The eyes are a little too big because if you're genuinely <laughs> smiling, like I started to doubt myself because if you're genuinely smiling, your eyes should narrow and crinkle. But the eyes on the smiley, normal smiley face emoji are kind of like big. So it's kind of like this is this is I know this is an audio format, but you know, if you can describe what I'm doing. Yeah, like, it's like a um, my I'm I'm smiling, but my eyes are big. It looks weird and fake and creepy. So I think they're on to something. Like, aren't there like six or seven different versions of the smiley face? Eyes closed, eyes open, eyes pointy, eyes, oh. you know. So We're which one and is that really connected to the like 1970s have a nice day smiley face? Is that what they're trying to connect it to? That, look, do we believe anything that they're telling us? That's probably no. somebody, somebody on Twitter probably said that. And, you know, now it's canon. But this is this is your basic smiley face that if you typed colon parentheses, it would convert it to that one in your phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. Just the most basic one. I don't have intel on the most of the other ones, but I do have intel on some of them. So, you know, this is we're going to keep this is going to be an ongoing investigative um, a, a series that I'm happy to take on. Very interesting. I can pass the mantle. But uh, of the emojis, it, it's a tool of passive aggression and dismissiveness. A smiley face emoji at the end of a message is a patronizing pat on the head from somebody who wishes you nothing but ill fortune or death. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, um, I wish you dead. Smiley face. Yes. Do you guys um, buy this at all? Like that this is a real thing? Or do you think that this poor freelance writer was like, what the fuck am I going to turn into the Wall Street Journal? And uh, then just sort of listen, like this manufactured. Is, there are multiple articles about this that I was able to source from. Wow. So whether I'm, it's a real thing, it's definitely caught on in the media. And listen, we we need to get our own our own actual sources we need our own Gen Z sources for this podcast. We need to start getting, listen, I know we're old, but you contact your nieces. We get the listeners. I don't know. Yeah. I am on a college campus, so I could like just go out and do. Oh my God. And on the campus interviews. That would be incredible. Like have your, have your clipboard that and be like, be what does this, what does this emoji mean to you? Like, a random sampling of whether yes. or not the oh, so uh, smiley face is a avatar of trauma. Exactly. Okay. Uh, this is a project. Should I, that... should I like blow it up and then just walk around the campus with it? And they'll be like, God, that professor's girlfriend is really passive aggressive and really triggering me. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
So here's another good tidbit. Rachel Eliza, 19, said she spends a lot of time explaining to her parents why their emoji selections to her are humorously off base. Take the upset emoji of a frowning face. Now, again, visual medium, but this is the one. Remember this one? Yeah. Okay, so for us, it means, oh, God, something terrible has happened, right? Or I'm very upset. The Generation Z, it means, oh, I'm nutting. Oh, so good. It means, it just looks like you're, you're having a really difficult poop. No, I'm having a really great orgasm. That's what my face looks like. Is that, do you really think it looks like I'm having a poop? <laughs> orgasming? I'm yeah. done. I'm done with Gen Z. <laughs> I, I think I'm done too. So somebody apparently explained to their mom that they couldn't send that emoji to them anymore because it disturbed them to think about their mother <laughs> in the throes of pleasure. <laughs> These poor children are so <laughs> messed up. I don't know how else to say it. I don't mean to dismiss, you know, some of some of their more uh, productive pursuits, but this is just pure idiocy. Mm. I'm just going to say it. If it makes me sound extra old, fine. Like, whatever. It's an emoji. And also you're projecting. Also, therapy, you know? <laughs> hard cosine also it occurs Please. to me that the only people who use emoji like overly not dramatically but infuse their texts and emails with emojis are, are like boomers and gen zers it's like a perfect circle mm. because i i don't really use emojis mm. very much i do use emojis quite a bit do you yes yeah and and now, now that I know, for because this also transitions well into what I'm going to talk about next. Now that I know that the, I have several several friends that we all know that the crying crying face emoji is upsetting to Gen Z, so we try to use it as much as possible now. With Gen Zers or with each other? With well, we use it with each other because we don't consort with Gen Zers that much, but but we know we get the joke, so it like adds a layer of meta, which you know. So we enjoy. Um, how, how about this? Talk about the the crying laughing emoji. Zion, first of all, Zion Ramirez. What about these names, right? Nineteen, also nineteen. Works as an EMT near LA. Has embraced using emojis out of context. I feel like there's more creativity in conversation when you're not using emojis the way they were meant to be used. So we're not creative. Millennials are not creative. Is the implication. <laughs> He is oh. firmly against using the regular laughing emoji, a face laughing so hard the tears are coming out of its eyes, which he said his older teammates fire off regularly. He finds it basic and says if anyone uses it unironically, there's a good chance he won't respond. How would you know if they're using it ironically or unironically? Actually, this sounds like emoji pig Latin. <laughs> That's it? great. In like, fact, Mr. Ramirez. Said, I don't know what that is, but I'm I'm contemplating uh, and I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now we want to enrage Gen Z, so we need to get a Gen Z on texts. And uh, but this guy dislikes it so much, he designated as a signifier in case he needs rescuing. I told my I told my best friend if I ever send her the laughing emoji, she needs to know that I need help. Call nine one one. I am in danger. Oh, it's like a safe emoji. <laughs> it's the safe word emoji. <laughs> like you're in the middle of a kink session. 
Well, it's first the netting emoji, and then it's the safe word emoji. <laughs> so Zion, Zion would his so his idea of a perfect way to communicate would be like have a great day, and then it would be like a knife emoji with like blood dripping off of it. No, what you need to send is the cowboy hat emoji. That's awesome, or the cascades of tears emoji. Okay. That's so similar to the laughing tears emoji. You know, but that, this one's okay. This one means like a heightened emotion of any kind. So you could be extremely happy or you could be extremely sad. Now, if you want to express like something just slew you, you of course have to use the skull and crossbones because you're dead. DD, right? That is like a great compliment. So uh, <laughs> I like this this question from The Guardian, from the adult interviewer, who says, okay, fine. I'll just start using, well, it's The Guardian, isn't it? So, okay, fine. I'll start using the skull and crossbones emoji when I'm happy. And the response is, what? No, yuck. Stop trying to be cool and young. <laughs> so you can't so win, they, right? You can't they, win. They like can't if you start... Them. Yeah, if you start using all of these cool emojis with them, they're going to be like, ew, like gross. And I know Kim hasn't seen White Lotus, but that character of, um, forget her name, so perfectly exemplifies this generation, the teenage oh, daughter. The cunty, the cunty contrarian. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say it. She's truly a monster, but she's like a perfect encapsulation of the worst impulses of this generation i don't watch maybe it's because i can't stand the generation z oh oh no no we're losing okay so we've alienated new hampshire what else that was a pun oh stand stand i mean look this generation in some ways is in some ways they're great in other ways they are um they're really neurotic they're really horribly self-aware and that open question on whether the technology is really harmful. I think that's my overall takeaway. I will say this. We went, okay. I will tell a little story. We went and had um, drinks with a colleague of Ames bond. <laughs> that's my boyfriend. He's taught at college. He's taught here for 20 years. And he said, I hope nobody from this campus listens to this podcast. Well, I hope they do. Interviewing them all soon. He said every year the the students get more infantilized. They get younger. And um, and I said we were chatting, and he's like, I really want to retire, and he's like, I'm really tired. Um, and he was like, and it's just not fun. It's not as fun. I said, is I asked. I mean, I prompted him. I was like, is it less fun to teach now? Because in a way, effectively, it's more like he's teaching high school. Then he's teaching college. And he said, if I realized I would be teaching like this, I would have preferred to have taught four-year-olds because they can't help but be delighted by learning. And he feels like he's teaching a generation of students that even though it knows nothing, it thinks it knows it all. To be fair, as Gen X, we thought we knew it all as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have uh, kind of conflicting reactions when I hear this. I mean... The first one is kind of like, yeah, okay, they're annoying. And the second is, you're not saying anything new since, you know, the beginning of time. It's you. It's it's so predictable. Why does every generation shit on the, the younger one coming up for all the same reasons? And we all act like it's like 
different. This is like the march of time. Yeah. Um, and, so there's and, that. Yeah, I agree. And I will, it's, we'll see. You oh, know, they're, now they're, they're all whatever they're, their defense. I'm going to run to their defense as well, because I mean, I think a history has to show like what ultimately they accomplish or don't, but I have to agree with, after doing all of this, like deep dive into I'm Gen X, I don't know why I'm diving into like millennials versus Gen Z, but I have to say millennials are super basic. I don't want to see your stupid brunch photos. I don't want to see your stupid selfies of your 10 friends with straight hair, the hair parted to the side. There's been so much toogy, as they would say, content on social media for like the past 10 years of just, you know, perfectly curated, super uninteresting photos, the stupid hands, you know, like the remember the hand that's like coming into the photo and then the, the young woman is pulling the hand of her boyfriend through the photo. There were 10 million of those on Instagram on a beach or on a mountain or whatever. It's like I never so wanted to see any of that. So, so I kind do you of think Gen Z is basic and Gen Gen Y is like no Gen um, Gen Gen Y is basic. Oh, Gen okay, basic. okay. But That's Gen what I'm talking Z's about. Side part. Gen That's, Z I'm, is like shitty and contrarian. Yeah, and I like more and, interesting. I read another article about how as Gen Xers we should relate more with Gen Z because the millennials. I'm sorry, you're millennial listeners, but you really have put out lots of basic content. For the past 10, 15 years, it's just, um, and, you know, for me, if, if you've made your own meal or if you're maybe at a five-star restaurant for something exceptional, sure, I'm interested in seeing the picture, but I don't need to see your 20th brunch of the month. You know what I mean? Well, it's, interestingly, I would say, Jen, um, millennials were the first generation to grow up with the, inter like, with social media, right? And this generation coming up, Gen Z, the Zoomers, they're kind of the second wave. So they're basically rebelling against an internet yeah. culture because they've had something to something has been established for them to rebel against, you know, and that mm -hmm. rebellion comes in like, let me show the ways that I am not like you. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. millennials invented duck lips. Need I say more? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I need to change the quality of people that I'm following on social media. <laughs> I don't see a marked difference in the quality of what's put on certain platforms between generations. It's I think it's more about the platform itself. Yeah, uh, I think you're right there. Uh, than, than the quality of content. This is Instagram. So we put vapid brunch photos on, you know. I think where some of these wars are taking place is TikTok. That seems mm -hmm. to be a place where like the Gen Z, Gen Y wars take place, not so much on Instagram. And for the most part, Facebook seems like it's mainly f frequented and used in large part by boomers. At least, Yeah, my parents love it. <laughs> and I also, full disclosure, I may be trying to exaggerate the rift and the tension for entertainment purposes. Ooh, profiting. I'm going to call you the Rupert Murdoch of the of the Generation Wars. That's right. Well, listen. And, any final thoughts on this before we move on to health and beauty? Tell me if the what is the poop emoji? Is it does it is it cool or not cool? Or that's a really good question. I actually did want to. I did ask you as homework if you had any emojis that you thought would be the next to be canceled by Gen Z. I do. 
Like Kim, tell me. The eggplant, because it's sexually harassing. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, enough said. And also FOMO. I mean, sorry, eggplant, Parmesan, Italian food, Cuomo. That's a really good one. Yeah. Really good one. I'm sorry, because I love a good eggplant, Parmesan. <laughs> I don't want to be triggered. You yeah, I like egg. a good baba ganoush. <laughs> Jen, do you have one? Yeah, poop. Poop emoji. Okay, poop so canceled. why do you think why do you think it's getting canceled? Because everybody poops and we need to celebrate poop as part of a working healthy body. I don't know. I just put it out there. But maybe maybe we could decide it's something else, like soft serve ice cream. I was kind of that. But yeah, and I always thought it. Yeah, I always felt a little conflicted because sometimes I thought of poop, but sometimes I'm like, oh, like a really rich double Dutch chocolate soft serve that I love. You could repurpose it. Yeah, because you're right. It's not it's not necessarily about completely canceling it. It could be like repurposing it for something sarcastic or Reclaim another it. meaning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm down. Okay, I'm down. Let's not cancel poop emojis. Let's I was it. I although the fact that it was like the marquee character in the execrable by all feedback emoji movie. Um written by the same guy who wrote White Lotus, by the way. Mike That's White. right. And it's so funny to re hear him talk about why he did it. He said he was chasing the dragon. Yep, that was, dragon is money, baby. Money. Yep. He's full on he's admitting it. Is there a money emoji? There is, isn't there? Is there a money emoji? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's that horrifying emoji where the tongue's sticking out and like a money's coming out and dollar signs are on the eyes. It's horrifying. You know what I'd like to um, introduce is like, it would be really funny to bring like Microsoft Word emoji, like the paperclip with eyes um, and reclaim that. Oh, uh, Clippy? Yeah. Hey, Clippy. Yeah. I'm here yeah. to tell you how to copy and paste. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Do you know how to make a macro? That's okay. Nobody does either. Well, not to belabor this lovely discussion on emojis, but I'm raring to go with my segment. And yes, I think it's I'm raring to go too. One. I just okay, want to say yeah. really quickly, cancel all the police person emojis. That's what I think Gen Z is going to do. Oh, defund the police emojis? Emojis. <laughs> um, even though there's like a sexy mustache, walrus mustache hood policeman emoji that turns me on but how, how about like yeah but that's a village people emoji yeah, yeah pretty much what about like a tom of finland emoji that's pretty much what it is yeah okay we got to keep that one that's you know celebrating kink oh, i just want to be pretty give me your potions give me your serums even your unwinds but that perfect work god baby oh no i can't i just want to be pretty Continuing with the hot trends of the day after that fascinating discussion on subverting emojis. This is in, this comes from Anna Wintour's Vogue, which will never fail as long as Anna's in charge of it. The title of this is not bathing is so hot right now, but is it really better for your skin? All right, get ready for a deep dive. I am a person who tends to shower daily, both for my psyche and for my fine hair that devolves into greasiness when not shampooed. Fascinating. Ditto my children who get nebulously sticky during the course of that blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's about how she likes to shower. I'm, that's very um, relatable so far, by the way. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, get ready because it's about to be not so relatable. Um, however, a growing number of celebrities seem to disagree. Dun, dun, dun. It began with Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis saying recently on Dak Shepard and Monica Padman's Armchair Expert podcast that they seldom bathe themselves or their four- and six-year-old kids. Quote, if you see the dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Kutcher opined, adding that he personally soaps up my armpits and my crotch daily and nothing else ever. I mean, look, I'd be down for watching him do that. Um Oh, no. He's not a really good-looking guy. Really? Uh, he's I'd never like, done it for me. No, that bob-haired, really? no. weirdo who looks like an overgrown adolescent. It is you guys, crazy. okay, I'm going to quote what Amy Schumer said when her friends are like, I don't think Bradley Cooper is that hot. She's like, if you saw him in person, you'd die for your ankles. Um, and thank you amy schumer that was a very funny joke and i believe that if we all saw ashton kutchner ashner whatever ashton i bet if we saw him in person we would all be like uh is this ashton or kutchen you're talking about ashton ashton kutcher you know the guy from the 70s show um okay Kunis cleanses her face twice daily, but said, I don't wash my body with soap every day. Shepard and wife Kristen Bell bolstered the anti-bathing mini movement last week on The View, saying they frequently forget to bathe their six and eight-year-old daughters. I'm a big fan of waiting for the stink, Bell said. Once you catch a whiff, that's biology's way of letting you know you need to clean it up. That's That's my technique for like a shirt. Like I'll smell the armpit and see how bad it is. I like her as like a smelly Elsa in Frozen. <laughs> Maybe she could do a version of Frozen. It's called Stinky. Stinky. Nobody, nobody oh sweats God. in the Arctic. That's true. Yeah. But it's heating up. So get out, pull, pull out the deodorant. Okay. If three is a celebrity trend, Jake Gyllenhaal completed the trifecta. More and more, I find bathing to be less necessary. He divulged to Vanity Fair last week. I do think that there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance, and we naturally clean ourselves. Brad Pitt has confessed to merely swiping his armpits with baby wipes. Robert Pattinson once shrugged, I don't really see the point in washing your hair. Okay, that's the past no 14 shot. years. He looks dirty. Yeah, he uh, looks dirty. That's part of his look. Yeah, that's true. Uh, He's going to be a stinky Batman for the past 14 years. If my daily rinses run too long, my thoughts turn to Jennifer Aniston, who revealed in 2007 that she takes three minute showers, toothbrushing included to save water. What superheroes. Okay, now for the real science stuff. I was admittedly skeptical until Mary L. Stevenson, an associate professor of dermatology at NYU Langone Medical Center, told me that the celebrities are not ellipses. Wrong. (laughs) Generally speaking, our skin and body is a remarkable system that does that does regulate and take care of itself. Stevenson said showering too much can alter your microbiome by changing the oily outer layer of protection. Stevenson makes a distinction between showering with water only versus soaping head to toe. There is a balance between removing dirt and grime and scrubbing away or getting rid of our natural layer of protection. She said, most people use too much soap and take baths or showers that are too hot and too long, stripping skin of its natural oils. 
Stevenson endorses a Kutcher method of, of sorts. You need soap in your armpits, groin, and on your feet. Other than that, only where you have visible dirt, she said. Does this mean you should not shower? Absolutely not. A daily rinse is just fine, but for dry, irritated skin or more sensitive skin like seniors or babies, it may mean less soap time in the tub or shower. God, I have so many thoughts. Reductress weighed in. It's uh, it skewered Gyllenhaal with the headline, Brave, another white person comes out as stinky. Uh, thanks reductress uh for one kunis who was born in russia and lived there until she was seven referenced the roots of her sporadic showers i didn't have hot water growing up as a child although she doesn't talk like that she said so i don't shower very much anyway um she lives in like a $50 $50 million house. In Perfect California. casting for that 70s show then, right? All these Perfect. unbathed people, stinky, <laughs> unbathed people. Okay, more than any one celebrity, the pandemic has somewhat relaxed my family's bathing standards. See, after initial fr- frantic stripping and washing, every time we left home, calm down, there have simply been fewer people and events to shower for. We're more inclined to let a day pass between washes. And even then, I will strive for three minutes or less. And that is the fascinating tale of how I came to... What, how's that? What is that? Um, how I let go and learn to love the stink. <laughs> what do you guys think? Oh. Time to give up showers. It's reminiscent of a debate that was happening online a few years ago um, about whether you should wash your chicken or not before you eat it. Um, And it was like a very, black people say you should wash your chicken and white people say, no, you don't have to wash your chicken. And then all of the chicken experts weighed in and basically you can wash your chicken or not. Um, right. Look the chicken. That's the most important thing because salmonella. Um, but yeah, that's what I have to say about that. So do, do they mean like just rinse the chicken with water or like full on wash it? I think wa- wash it. Like I know some people wash it with like soap and or salt. And maybe some people wash it, wash it with uh, soap. I don't know. Um, I think my mother was washed it with just like water. Right. Yeah, rinse it. That's right. Am I I hearing that if I'm going down on Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, as I plan to do someday, as as do we all? But I don't stand in line, buddy. I don't cook him in the oven first. I might get salmonella. Yeah, yeah. You need to heat his meat to (laughs) at least 375 degrees for sustained 45 minutes. Before you go down on him. Oh, before, before I go down. Damn it, because that's what I was planning to do while I was going down on him. Oh. <laughs> I suspect that um, Jake Gyllenhaal, regardless, is pretty clean. That's that's just my He hunch. seems like a dirty boy to me, too, I have to say. Maybe you can give him a shower. That'll be part of the foreplay. You're like, you're a dirty, dirty boy. And I know because you told Vanity Fair you were. So you think I'm going to be in charge when I'm I with plan Jake to be Gyllenhaal? Char- I plan to be in charge when I get my bath time with Jakey. 
sneaky do, jakey do you think he's one of those people who gets his way so much that he like needs to be bossed around when it, it gets intimate i suspect i suspect yes he i don't know how often he like <laughs> most celebrities have probably heard the words no <laughs> Hi, Mom. I don't want to take a shower. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Hi, Tina. <laughs> Hi, Tina. This is becoming kind of like porny Jake Gyllenhaal fan fiction. I'm into it. <laughs> um, oh, my I God. Let's think. get him on as a guest. It seems like the yeah. cute kind of homey, folksy yeah. kind of thing he might do. Like go mm-hmm. on a little podcast, don't you think? Yeah. We just need to tell him that we're in musical theater. Like Sunday <laughs> in the park with... Is Dirty that, George. Is he? I mean, does he have musical theater talent? Yeah. I'm serious. Where has he exhibited this? Um, in Sondheim musicals on Broadway. On Broadway only, so now there's no like film. Oh, you can go to his Instagram, and he's like, he's a big like musical theater nerd. Now you no want to bone him even more. <laughs> oh, less. Good God, really? musical theater types. God, they're more in. Yeah, no, people. I knew this about Camilo. Oh, God. God, Camila, you really, you should have been in the military, man. I really feel like you would have had a heyday. <laughs> um, okay, so two Hi, things. Jim. When you, Hi eventually, Jim. when you eventually, oh, sorry. Are we asking yeah. his name too? Hi, Midge. <laughs> <laughs> Midge, that's, that's not a really good reverse name, is it? Midge no. <laughs> for a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, two things. When you said that Jennifer Aniston only showered for three minutes it sent my and including brushing her teeth it sent my brain back to a review i don't know why this is stuck in my brain it's a review from vanna white's biography at some point in the 90s and the reviewer said there are such deep gems in this volume such as that she doesn't brush her teeth she just swishes the water from her shower head no, <laughs> through her uh, mouth, no. and then pushes it out at high pressure with her mouth <laughs> to get rid of whatever's in her teeth. Wait, wait, is never. this? <laughs> this is apparently in Vanna White's biography from the Oh novel. God, and I've never forgotten it. it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm gonna start <laughs> doing that. That's disgusting, <laughs> though. I mean, it's uh... a, it's amazing. B, it's one of the highlights of her biography because all she does is flip letters. <laughs> oh, so good. I remember she had very, very, very white teeth, though. So I might start, yeah, true. I might, exactly. I might start like pushing that hot water out of my teeth soon. <laughs> Maybe they were fake. Like, uh, you watch these like, toddlers and tiaras, they wear those flipper things and just kind of snap on and snap off. Oh, God, I've missed that. So I'm going to like go down YouTube rabbit hole and see what I can Yeah, because I might have to get those soon. I feel like my teeth after years of coffee and wine are getting rather, rather French looking. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Just get a flipper. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Imagine when you have to reveal that you actually have yellow teeth underneath your like flippers. You're like, let me oh, snap I hope you really flipper. love me because it's time to tell you something. Flip, flip, flip. Um, do you guys take okay ser- serious serious Q and A here before we move on? Do you guys take less showers now because of the pandemic? No, not at all. There's been maybe a day or two that I've missed, but I 
I don't feel complete until I've taken a shower. And by the way, this is not this is like not showering to let your skin sort of have its natural pH. I've experimented with this because I have very greasy skin. I have greasy skin that you could fry an egg on. So nobody wants to hear that. Somebody one time I said, "Oh, my no. skin's so oily," and somebody gave me. Do you remember those like BRA, not pore strips, but like uh, the little pieces of like uh, tissue paper, kind of like yeah, orbit, mm-hmm. that you were. This <laughs> somebody was, like soaked through. Somebody gave me one of those, and I like put it on my nose, and immediately the oil like just coated the whole thing. And we could have used it to, uh, I don't know, precipitate some chemical reaction of some kind. By the way, I just want to interject just a DIY tip: those paper toilet things that I don't know why anybody ever used because I never sat on a toilet in my life but are totally free, completely renewable version of that. Oh, that's great. Um, they, yeah. I usually have to use like the full on paper towel, like from the wow. uh, paper towel thing. If not, I'll have to sneak into a, a stall. Okay, can we stop talking from- about toilets? Why do we always talk about toilets? <laughs> because everybody pees and poops, okay? Okay, get, get okay, let's it. we've not your oily skin frying it okay, okay. toilets. So you anyway, guys have to eat so after I've, this. I've tried this experiment of not taking showers for like two or three days <laughs> and or more. And my skin did not return to its natural beautiful pH. Maybe my you skin, didn't try it long enough. I don't know. Well, how maybe long maybe a is, month. Does anybody want to see me like going out as if I'm the second moon of the earth, like just reflecting back the sun even at night? I th- I, I want to see a glowy Camilo. Yeah. Why don't you let yourself get glowy, Camilo? Yeah, the Koreans call it glass skin. That's right. My K beauty segment of yours. Kim, do you take a lot less showers now because of the pandemic? Okay, well, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I skip, but that's only because I probably am not going somewhere. I wouldn't have skipped before. I wouldn't have gone somewhere while skipping. But sometimes sitting in my, like, pandemic worlds by myself, there are levels of smell. And I think you all know what I'm talking about, about our own personal smells. And, like, level one, level one is slightly enjoyable to me. I'll just say it. It's kind of like salty it's not terrible level five is oh hell no like please remove my soul from my body so i could not smell this or or shower um but yeah showers too i'm at like level one yeah i take less showers 100 (laughs) percent. partly because i do think it affects i do think it strips my skin like and in order to preserve What's left of my youth, um, I allow the oily juices to flow. Yeah. So, yeah. I will say when I, when I, when two I, against my, one. Uh, I will say when I wash my face, it's, it's not exactly that. I mean, I get it. I try to adhere to it because follow, following the guidance of the beauty expert that you quoted earlier, when I'm, um, when I'm Vogue's using beauty, Vogue's okay. beauty expert. Yeah. Although Personally it, it chosen by from, Anna Wintour. It might have been from the Vanity Fair section of it, but um, but Both when I reputable magazines when I use my facial cleanser, it's not soap, but it's for guys, so it's in a gray container, so it's all cool, you know. Yeah. Um, 
when I cleanse, when I use my facial cleanser, I try to do it quickly and then I rinse it off in very lukewarm water quickly mm-hmm. so that I'm not stripping away. And I'm told by the soap itself that I'm not stripping away all of my essential oils. They, so, they don't lie. I'm, Soaps lie. Yeah. Do you believe those major corporations? You think are- giant pharmaceutical companies are going to lie to me about like how much there's how many essential oils are they essential oils what are they that no that's different that's like the crazy chemicals yeah Yeah. essential oils are what you burn so that your you know a living room smells like a yankee candle i know it's how you cure cure cancer by putting a dab of one on you know your kidney or whatever area that and giving up flour well dear listeners why don't you write into us at halfway there the pod Halfway there, the full word, yes. Halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Write into us, just write us a quick email and let us know if your bathing habits have changed due to the pandemic. We want to know if you like it smelly now. Do we want to know if they, email right now? Do we want to know if they liked it smelly always or just now? Or yeah, let us know. Just be honest with us. Let us know if you like it. If you if you don't shower as much. If that's due to the pandemic, or if you always were looking for an excuse not to shower and the pandemic provided you with a perfect one. (laughs) Great. Yeah. We've been honest here. Kim and I admit to liking a little bit of the funk. And also we want to preserve our beauty. That's right. Bring in the podcast, bring in the funk. On to the future. 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 In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? You don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Right. So, the future. You guys. So, I was just thinking about a lot of things that we've talked about. Future developments. And this topic kind of synthesizes a lot of them. So, we've talked about AI. We've talked about gene editing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. This is sort of an amalgam of those things. And this um, is, I want to talk about augmented humans. Okay. So that's kind of like the next step where we're going with AI and gene editing and computers and technology in general in 30 years. So it's it's really it's not robots right it's you can start simple and think of it like we all have this cell phone technology we are all walking around all day long with these things like almost attached to the ends of our bodies and you know if we let a hundred thousand years or 200,000 years or maybe a million years of, of evolution go by, maybe we would even uh, grow adaptations for these things at the end of our arms. That is augmented humans, but, but, but technology is trying to speed up whatever, uh, whatever adaptations might happen in the natural course of evolution. So um, we already have bionic parts, right? We already have um, knee replacements and hip replacements that are better 
than the real thing. If you look at the Paralympic runners uh, with their prosthetic running legs, they're way, way, way faster than humans. That's that's a form of augmented human, right? Um, we are also developing all of these wearables, wearable medical devices that can monitor all of our bodily functions, you know, starting with something as simple as a Fitbit, but things are going to get much, much more uh, sophisticated than that. We're going to have things that are not just strapped to our wrists, but that might be somehow um, integrated into our bodies through surgical means that monitor our heart rate and our blood pressure. And and not only that, we can actually manipulate. So uh, there was actually an augmented human conference online in February 2021. This is a huge field of study. And um, it's kind of interesting how these technological advances kind of happen in the background. And you think that they're science fiction, but they actually are not. This is something that we've been working on and also imagining forever. Like we can all think of like cyborgs or Terminator or, um, you know, a million different characters in popular culture that Inspector are. Gadget. Uh, sorry. Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. An early mechanical version <laughs> of augmented humans, absolutely gold star. So like the thing is, it's not just, it's, it's all, it's all kinds of things, all kinds of applications. So augmented humans will have capabilities of having more strength than a normal person, more uh, focused, higher intellect. You know, they're looking at technologies that can actually just mainline uh, computer trip into your brain. Elon Musk actually is working on something, a project, of course, our famous uh, favorite weirdo, Elon Musk. Um, Not only is he shooting into space and charging uh, rich people ridiculous amounts of money for it, but he's got a project called Neuralink, whose goal is to create a brain-computer interface that will allow the human brain to interact with the computer on a neural no. level right oh In, my god into your most broken brain okay oh, like fantastic we can yes. <laughs> camilo is loving this this is like god the, he's sick nightmare for jen and i <laughs> like camilo's like yes give me that brain chip god how um yeah so these will be wearables will become embeddables right in 30 years um we could imagine that there might be just a few ethical uh, issues that come along with this technology. So if you are this better, faster, smarter, smarter, augmented human, what, you know, that's got to be expensive. Does the computer or does the, does the government pay for it? And what happens if richer people are able to avail themselves of better personal augmented technology and, and poor people aren't. If you show up to this job interview and you're like Terminator and you've got like 
you know, augmented brain uh, capabilities and, you know, super powered, <laughs> let's say, like reaching and, 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 and lifting uh, capabilities, who's going to get the job? You or this like measly, weakling, regular human? Sounds like, sounds like the, the Amazon uh, warehouse worker job. Will exactly. Job. I, I actually was going to say that. Like, highly desirable. The Amazon, Amazon warehouse is going to be filled <laughs> with these augmented humans who can just like work 24 hour shifts and uh, lift 700 pounds and have chemicals spilled on them on a regular basis and, you know, just grow a new skin or something. I paid a million dollars for these enhancements for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And still getting $12 an hour. <laughs> no yeah. In 2050. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 it sounds so nutso sci-fi, but we really are developing these technologies and Why? it's creepy slash interesting. I mean, I don't think there's any reason for us to like freak out just yet. Like we've been moving in this direction for a really long time. Like, as I said, cell phones. I mean, look at Google Glasses. Does anybody remember Google Glasses? That was like a first really, you know, quantum leap into technology. Um, it didn't really take off. Yeah. It failed mostly because I think they were really dorky looking, to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah. That's why they failed. But like cool technology. That's true. Although people have the Apple watches, which they wear, although it's not super widespread. Um, you know, those were like watches where you have basically the tiny little. Yeah, internet. I think they're pretty widespread, actually. I'm see, I, I always clock those. I, I always notice them on people that I'm like, oh, I didn't think you'd be like an Apple Watch person, which is interesting. Like, why yeah. am I thinking thought and what what are the uh, criteria to be an Apple Watch person? I don't know. Neither none of us have one, right? No, I no. agree with you though that I see them all the time. Yeah, okay, well, then, yeah. they are widespread. Well, well, that's basically exactly a the watch. same as your cell phones. So it's not like yeah. it's just a smaller. I think and what Kim is talking about is yeah, the technology is getting smaller, and eventually it's going to be a chip, which is well, it's exciting. getting smaller, and the and the the point is that at some point it will become integrated with our actual bodies. Yeah, it's called the Omega Point, right? It will when, be embedded. Which, which is going to do so much for men's silhouettes. Because right now we have to go out, you know, out and about with our like trim little shorts or whatever. And you've got like this giant cell phone bulking out in your pocket. But in like... For you, 20, it's all about aesthetics. Yeah. In 10, 20 years, there's going to be a little chip in your brain. It's like, look at how sleek no, I look. thanks. Looking so good. Also, our payment methods, we won't have like a wallet because our payment yes. methods will also be in our fingertips or whatever. So... Think of how like Flint still doesn't have clean water. I mean, this is just so I just find this stuff so bizarre. I think we should rename this podcast Two Luddites and a Techie. Because <laughs> Kim, you and I are horrified. And Camila's like, Oh, I can't I can't run fast enough into the future. Um, I just yeah. I find the whiplash between like 
these really basic <laughs> problems like, you know, there are parts of this country that don't even have sewer systems. I just read an article in The New Yorker last year about how there's this part of uh, Louisiana that doesn't have working. It doesn't have a working sewage and like clean water system. And then we have other parts of the country that are literally developing chips to put into your brain. It's just very, very strange. And I guess I have an overall question of what exactly is the point? Like the massive social chaos that's coming our way because people won't have jobs like, you know, um, truck drivers and yeah, Amazon workers. Like, does anybody yeah. have have faith in that society is really capable of, of introducing this massive social change and then actually taking care of people? No. And I have an answer to, to what end. And it's, it's, it's the answer for a lot of technologies. You know, what are we going to use this for? Sure. There's all these good things that we can use it for, but one big thing that we'll probably always try to use it for is, is war which also leads to Jen was making the uh, money gesture, which is that an emoji or not? It's kind of close to chef's a, kiss, but you time. have to like wiggle yeah. a little bit. Yes. So, yeah. So as you guys know, in 2019 under the Trump administration, was it 2018? Yeah. During the Trump administration, the Space Force our six, uh, mm. um, our six, what is a, what are those branches? Of? Arm of the arm of the armed forces or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Six branch of the armed force was created, uh, to rule over, you know, <laughs> the galaxies, <laughs> the galaxy <laughs> galaxies near and far, but, uh, you know, to, to, uh, control and regulate our presence in space and our our activities in space. So one of the, the biggest sort of areas of development is for super soldiers, like scary space force, like boosted soldiers who have greater mental attentiveness and strength and focus and don't need to sleep and are impervious to bullets. So look forward to that. Yeah, USA. Wow. It's I don't know. It's I the black it's the black market implementations of this that is always scary. You know, like um, but overall I find it very exciting. I'm sorry. I think it's uh fantastic. And and I I don't like the sort of the dichot the false dichotomy that Jen's creating there is that you can have both. You can you can provide clean water Massive to poverty and then like um, Maharajas of Silicon Valley well, is, with their. You can have clean water in Flint and you can have. But we don't have clean water. In we Flint. don't. Well, that's because we don't. But that's because we don't have these chips yet. But when we do, we'll be able to. God, we'll be able to carry bottled water at so much higher speed to Flint. <sighs> you really missed your calling working out like Facebook. <laughs> You're such an evangelist that was like for Silicon the, Valley. <laughs> you, there was a cross between like some Silicon Valley, like a shyster CEO and like yeah. Antoinette. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't have water. That's... We'll, get them, uh, we'll get them augmented reality chip 
water bearers and we'll get, we'll get them a vr headset so they can look at a fresh water stream yeah exactly <laughs> that's probably easier from it. we'll get them peloton technology <laughs> so they can bike somewhere with, with to, to clean water in their imaginations um, um honestly no seriously uh what about Flint? Let's just put that out there. They still don't have clean water. And yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with, with Jen. I mean, I am for technology and sometimes uh, I hear things that I'm like, that's cool. That could really like revolution revolutionize things. But it's also like, oh God, but we're kind of shitty. And so what is the flip side of that? And, and, and more to your point, it's like, where are these resources? is going like priorities um we're not doing both so where are our priorities but um yeah so that's you that augmented humans guys look forward to that in 30 years i'll say i think new hips are probably awesome because we know somebody who's had a hip replacement too and that's he's true like, he's rocking along and he, he says he says. can like fuck like a machine <laughs> like an actual machine so there you go it ain't all bad. <laughs> it ain't all bad. Jake Gyllenhaal, do you hear that? We're gonna get new hips and we're coming to your we're coming to your apartment. So you better shower. Yeah. Come wash your chicken, baby. Yep, those are Camilo's hips telling you to get ready. And on yeah. that, keep it keep it metal. Keep it metal. But before that, keep it got, wired. We got all of our we got all of our shop talk and plugs to go through real quick. Okay. So take it away. We still we still feel like we have so much wisdom to share in the arena of love slash sex slash relationships. As we've proven again and again, um, you're going to get a full spectrum of of uh, sexualities and perspectives here. So please write us your questions at halfway there. The podcast at gmail.com. Is that right, Kim? That's correct. That's halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Even I remember it. <laughs> excellent. Although I do feel like halfway there, the pod was a missed opportunity to make it shorter, but oh well. Yeah. Um, we would like to humbly but aggressively solicit your reviews. <laughs> firmly, humbly but firmly, maybe is better. Solicit. Finally. Hornily. Very, we're horny for your five-star reviews. We are <laughs> our metal we are, hips are horny for them. <laughs> we're we making are, we're making we're making that uh emoji face that signifies orgasm. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. But we're we are right personally, I'm shriveled up and like I had 10 lines of cocaine, basically. Wonderful. If it's four stars or less. So I don't want any of that. I will not be able to perform if you give us four stars or less. The, my partner will be trying and trying again to stimulate me, but it just, it'll be hard. Okay, let's wrap this up, Camila. It's getting good. I still have to get dinner. <laughs> what else is on the docket? Uh, Patreon dockets. Oh, yes, Patreon. Our Patreon link will be in the show notes. And um, join, give us, give us a few shekels and uh, we'll improve our sound and stuff. And yeah. tell a friend about this podcast, please. An old and friend. also um, check out our Facebook and Instagram, which I'm sure at any moment we'll have content. <laughs> any <laughs> moment. You check it, especially if you check it out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
if you check it out and there's nothing there and you complain about it, that'll be what actually will motivate me to put something on there. I, I react I react to negative feedback, but not less than five stars. It's like the opposite of BF Skinner psychology. You actually scold him <laughs> right. to get a reaction. All right. Well, well, is that all, folks? I learned a lot. This was very educational as usual. Um, it was. I'm so glad I filed this under um, school age appropriate podcasts. Fucking, not showering, um, <laughs> orgasm emoji face. This is, this one was, this one goes out to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Practically Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. Thank you so Good much, video. everyone. Thank you. And keep it perky. Keep it perky. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.